Welcome back to You Go Boy Podcast. Hey, Woo! we're back. We're hey, back. 2019 in this movie. Happy New ah, Year. Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> happy, happy, happy New Year to all of our beautiful listeners. Yes. Yes, welcome and, back. Let all acquaintance be forgotten to come to mind. I don't know the real words. I don't know the words either. That's why I could join in. So hey, but my right got it. Mariah, Mariah Carey's version of that old lang sign is talk about her. No, 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 no. no, no. It was amazing, Nigel. Oh, okay. it really was. Back then, back then, yeah, okay. back then. I just wanted to be clear. Yes. Well, so you guys were listening to Jay Bosco. <laughs> totally forgot about that. Um, my name is Marjavon Shaw. I am your co-host for the You Go Boy podcast. This is episode lucky number seven. Yeah. Who are you? I am Nigel C. Mask, and I am your other co-host of the You Go Boy podcast. And we just want to say again, Happy New Year. Yes. So um, when do you think it's time to, like, stop saying, like, Happy New Year when, like, you answer? Um, truthfully, Monday. Mm-hmm. Monday. We can stop saying it because so by January then, the hopefully. Is that what that date is? Yeah. yeah or is. the 7th. Lord Jesus. I don't know my dates. Oh, when, okay. when this podcast come out, we should stop. Mm-hmm. Thing. I think it's official. We can stop saying Happy New Year. We've done it. If, but it, the sad thing is, or the thing about it is that, you know, you're still going to see people that you hadn't seen maybe in weeks due to vacation, due to work, all that. So Monday is probably the, Monday to Tuesday, somewhere around there, because people go back to work on Mondays. That's true. Okay. So they're still going to be doing a whole Happy New Yeah. If you're saying it all the way into the end of January, that's a hot mess. No, not to the end of January, sis. Now, at that point... <laughs> It ain't New Year no more. <laughs> it's Did you January. have a good weekend? Okay, okay. It's about to be February. Shit, I'm tired of being at work. When is our vacation? Is it MLK Day yet? So I can get a break. <laughs> yeah, I ain't no break on MLK. It's day on, not a day off. Okay, then there's that. I mean, okay. I'm Marshall. Don't get me. Don't get okay. confused. It. But, but why do black there. holidays gotta be like work? Somebody, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Jesus. I'm pretty sure MLK was like, y'all can rest, y'all can rest, y'all can rest. Black people, they be on it, don't it? Mm, like you they on out of day out. They on out of Why? Shoot. I, I, <laughs> I work I'm, hard. Every day is a day. Every on. day. Like okay. McDonald's said, 365 black. I'm okay. every day. Why can't I have a day off? Hey, can I rest? Truth be told, after we get done with the march, because I'm all down for the, you know, a day on, not a day off. But guess what I go do after uh, the march? Whoa. I go to brunch. That's a good idea. Hey, I think that they would want us to then balance the march out with a good celebrate. I agree. And I'm going to get mimosas. I agree because it's the idea that our crowns have already been bought and paid for. And all they, we have to do are. is wear it by James Baldwin. And oftentimes they are blessed. Yeah, they are blessed. <laughs> you don't know your games, your no. historical games. Not yet. Well, let's but get yes. it together. But yeah, it's the idea that like, some some of these uh, um, uh, um, journey or not journeys, but uh, missions have already been won. So let's start acting like it, and that's how I think about it too. Sometimes I have to remind myself that the battle's won. Listen, we here, we, we here. here now, Sharon. We here. <laughs> I love that from like, <laughs> like we here. So friend, yeah. What are well, you doing? What's in your cup? 
that's what I just asked you. Oh, okay. Well, today, you know, so I, the holidays bring a lot of drinking and everything like that. So, like, um, I just got, like, this whiskey book for um, the holidays. Yeah, I just do. got, like, mm-hmm, a bourbon, like, over, like, the 50 most um, popular bourbons in the United States. So, like, they have all of these tools that you have to buy, everything. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that uh, I decided to do was not drink bourbon today, though. I'm deciding to drink wine. Take a break. And my favorite is that Apothic Red, um, that red blend. It's beautiful. Now, you didn't take a break from drinking bourbon to drink wine. You didn't tell nobody that. I did. Well, not take a break, but uh, understanding my, my pockets is low, and this was in my... This in my uh little closet of of drinks and and liquor and stuff but i love me some apothic though i really really do yeah what's in yours gotcha so tonight i am drinking uh bourbon and it was gifted to me by my good brother rico he um gave it to me for christmas and he said you know to drink this on the podcast so shout out to him and thank you i'm drinking 1792 which is a bourbon small batch yeah. Um, yeah. So it's tasty. I've had it on the podcast before. And also, like you, I also received a, a great table book from one of my beloved guests, oh. um, clients. Um, she gifted me bourbon along with this whiskey cocktails table book. So I Isn't that so dope? To, People yeah. are getting to know us for whiskey and bourbon. They are. So my gift to myself wow. uh, for Christmas, which I haven't ordered it yet, so I guess technically it's not for Christmas. Whatever. Um, I'm buying me a from all the key that you can gift yourself. Sure. Let's yeah. say that. Uh, <laughs> I'm buying me a a, a, a bar cart. Yes. So I can scrape my bar, and I'm going to have this book um, on the bar. So I'm. That is going to be beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. So fireside chat. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that was fire. Is that what your fire? Okay. Yeah, it's crackling. <laughs> what, what, what uh, has been on your mind? Um, honestly, in the last three weeks. So it's. Yeah, it's I mean, a, long, to keep a, you know, keep it brief as possible. I enjoyed Christmas with the family. I drove back mm-hmm. home. I was there for a few days. I noticed this year, like my family included, everyone was doing pajamas. Like if you saw, yes! it was like a soft pajama movement that nobody like really alerted anybody about <laughs> right it just what was doing it yeah i even saw one of my uh followers put out there like hey i so i missed this year's pajama movement but who in my dms is serious about being a couple next year so we can do pajamas together yeah! <laughs> that would be so dumb so that was funny but yeah so my family and i we did the whole pajama thing <laughs> um that was fun my sister and I, along with my niece, who's two and a half, she'll be three in March. We went inner tubing, which was an experience all on its own. I saw that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was an experience. We only went down the slope once. The two eldest, my sister and I, were the most fearful, where, whereas the two-year-old niece, Nova, she was just chilling, like ready to go down again. Uh, dinner was great. I made Hennessy pineapple margaritas, mm. found the recipe on Pinterest, get into it, mm. the bomb. Mm. We had a great Christmas. Then I traveled down to Houston for new, brought in the new year. Great time. Even experienced the party lift like they did on Insecure. Those mm. do exist. Yes, they do. <laughs> had a good time. So yeah, and now I'm getting ready to start 
uh, my second to last semester as a graduate student this Saturday, uh, January 5th. So by the time the podcast comes out, child beating and survived my first weekend back in school. So pray. But yeah, so that's really what's been going on with me. Just enjoying family, friends and loved ones and gearing up for this last year or these last few months, really seven months of school, which are going to fly by and preparing for Asia, just all these things. So yeah, yeah, that's what's been going on with me. How about you? That's good. Um, I have been doing really good. First Mm -hmm. of all, I went um, home to Cleveland, Ohio for Christmas break. Mm hmm. And um, for Christmas Eve, my mom hosts Christmas Eve at our house. And we started a new competition. It was <laughs> potato pie bake-off. And I won the first year. I you put Jack Daniels in mine. Huh? Oh. I yeah. See, I was just going to say you won the first year of the sweet potato pie. The you know, hate. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, well, thank, it is. Thank. Yeah. And I didn't say first anniversary. You could say the first, it's this first year. But you can't. Yes, but first people say first annual, and that drives me up a yeah, wall. Yeah, you can't say first annual. Yeah, the inaugural. The inaugural. I like the fact that you put uh, Jack Daniels in your um, sweet potato pie. So that's probably why you won. Yeah, and the, <laughs> and the thing is, it kind of gave it like a really good, nice crust um, on the edge, like this candy crust, crust, <laughs> crush. This candy crust um, at the end. It was very, very good. So I did that and just really took a break. I. Um, uh downloaded myself uh from social media did 10 day fast from that and honestly everybody like it's a very very good thing to do that um just to detach yourself like it just really affirm i like during that time i I affirm um a lot of things in my life that i was really kind of like thinking about stuff that i wanted to do um productivity all those type of things it really started to come together. So I do recommend people doing that. And other thing too, I've been reading Michelle Obama's book. Oh, nice. Continuing to read that. And I also been reading um, a house on Mango street. So it's just been fun and um, enjoying time with my family. You know, I went to go see Mary Poppins with my dad and my sister. (laughs) (laughs) We always do like crazy random kid stuff mm-hmm. and i'll just love it so it's just been really really good and now that i'm back um i started back work a little bit early before the rest of our staff do because we're going to be um going on a uh our re- our mid-year retreat mm-hmm. out in chicago so the staff you know can really re-engage with themselves so they don't come back to later on mm-hmm. um and yeah that's just where i'm at right now i'm enjoying it you know um new year was great went to uh well i watched church online me my mom and my sister and we kind of like live in a hood in cleveland ohio (laughs) so So, yeah what does that really mean as it relates to new year and not going out is that what you're getting at no so we didn't go out but at 11 55 we definitely um like 8 p.m right before new year's hit we got on that float and laying on that ground and did what? And watched the finish, finish watching the service because it was a lot of shooting. You know, people pop their guns. You, you know, know this? You see me? I'm looking like, why yeah. was y'all on the ground? I thought y'all was like about to pray. Like, lay nah, we prayed pray. already. 
Oh, well, you know, it's interesting. So a flip side, I was in church um, bringing in the new year. And then I found out that some churches do hold their um, members a little bit longer, depending upon the area, because they say, you know, shootings happen. But that was our church. I didn't. That's not a thing. Well, one in Mansfield, that's just not a thing. Yeah. Living here in Cincinnati. Like if I was here, I was at church that never was brought up. So to hear that while I was yet in Houston, I was like, oh, yes. In Cleveland, Ohio, uh, I went to Mount Nebo Baptist Church and it was on the corner of East Cleveland and we would have to stay to about 1230. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that at 1145, even inside of the church, we had to get on the ground, even including That's the pastor. Insane. Yeah, yeah, we had to get on the ground and like we'll just pray on the floor, and then by like 12 15, we was able to like stand back up. Y'all was on the ground that whole time about, about half an hour because it start people start shooting that long. <laughs> and I I'm don't only, know. this is like a nervous laughter. I'm just <laughs> this is just all new to me. Yeah, like, it sounds like it sounds like a war. Yeah, right, it'd be like boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 And like did they say. time, did any bullets ever come through any windows at the church? I reckon that probably like one of the, I, I remember, you know, vaguely true fly story. I don't know. I kind of remember somebody talking about one of their family members died at the church, like on New Year's from like a bullet from, you know, because what goes up must come back down. And so a bullet came back. Now I can't remember this is just at all, but I do like because they shoot them up in the sky. My, you know, my dad. He used to as soon as we left church, he used to come. We we used to leave church. He used to we used to go home. Boom, 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 boom. He used to shoot us. Why? What's the purpose? I have no idea. And I will say, one year I went to um I went to a house, and after we ate. The owner of the home, he went he went to shoot a gun mm. and on his back porch. And I was like, what the heck? In my mind, black guy. And so they asked me if I wanted to shoot. Now, mind you, I had crab legs and I was drinking. And afterwards, when he asked me, did I want to shoot? I was like, bet. Like, it's just, I had already been to the gun range before. I'm like, bet. Don't you know, clearly you're supposed to hold the gun properly, like the proper form that they show you at the gun range. Why was I acting like I was some thug and I had a cock to the side and I just shot it off? They was like, hey, you can't be doing that because, you know, the bullet can ricochet back. Oh, so many things. I don't understand this tradition. So What the hell wrong with you? I don't know. (laughs) Drunk. Okay. (laughs) Feeling confident. I don't know what it was, but this whole thing is new to me. Well, I'm glad. You're safe. I mean, clearly y'all still doing the same practices at home that you doing the church. That's a problem. It's true, yeah. <laughs> it's a problem. It's a tradition in a black house over there. Yeah, this is not all new to me. If y'all would tell me to hit the floor, I would have started praying like we were laying prostrate, really seeking the Lord. And I was like, nah, nigga, we seeking protection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> protection and prayers. Yeah, I don't get it. for real. That was real. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was me. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, yeah, I mean, it's just been so much. I, I've been 
it's been two weeks of really nothingness that's been really going on for me. Which so have you awesome. have you written any goals for 2019? No. Okay. I don't that's want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No. No. And the idea of it all, I could say yes and no. So the idea of it all is that I have a word, and I told y'all my word in a previous episode was exceedingly. And I do believe that if you don't create goals, then you will end up, you know, not achieving anything or looking back. But actually, one of the things that I am doing is this thing called messaging about, I think like my biggest goal is to acknowledge like these small moments that happen in life, because it really is these small, you have more small moments that happen in small victory moments that happen in life than these big old large things. And so I want to be able to capture that. So I'm re inventing message in a bottle and so the goal is that every time something good happens i'm going to put this message in like this little like it's like a plastic like wine glass bottle okay and then at the end of each month i haven't decided if it's going to be the month or the year i'm going to pull you know pull them all out (laughs) and then i want to just see what did they say that's very creative yeah and a great way to show gratitude and a excuse me, and a great way to check in with self and remind yourself. I don't know how you come up with this type of stuff because my damn, I don't be having the <laughs> mental space to be thinking about shit else than what I be doing. So I commend <laughs> you for these things and I hope one day that I too will think of some stuff like this, but that's very creative. Now, the only thing I have a question about with the message in a bottle is yeah. what type of bottle are you using to be able to get the messages out? So that's the goal. So the thing is that you can, so I saw it online how if you want to do like monthly, then you'll like roll them mm-hmm. to like a ball so they could like, so like marble, like so they could roll back out of the, the, um, the jar. Cause it's like a wine, it's like a plastic wine glass. So it is going to have like that, that, you know, bottle. Well, how do you get it thing. out? You roll it. I mean, you pour it. Uh, you pour them out like and they'll roll out but if you don't want to do that and you want to like do the bottle like the messages all year you just stuff them in there and then at the end of the year you just cut it open because it's a plastic again it's a plastic bottle plastic yeah i just said plastic like five damn times no i only said it that time for emphasis when you said that you could cut it at the end of the year my question was for a month to month. You're going to be trying to roll this sucker out of a plastic bottle. I just don't see the feasibility of that being. I don't either. I see it at the end of the year, really opening it up and seeing yeah. what I, I see. Saw, I could see if you had like a, a jug or something that had a, a top on it or, you know, a neck of a bottle that was easier to get it in and out. Yeah, no. It's That's not like that, Nigel. I'm missing my idea. Hey, hey, do your thing. Hey, do <laughs> your thing. Okay. So yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to think outside of that. I mean, honestly, anything else going on with you? Nope, that's it. I'm just here ready <laughs> to get this year popping. I'm I wrote my goals. I have about 20 some odd goals that I need to review um to split them into quarters and to make them smart goals, which basically means get very specific on how I'm going to execute them. Um, I'm also planning on once I lay, get those goals concrete, as I said, I'll review them. I plan to pray about them, add some scriptures to them, and um, like, let's go. Like, I'm ready. That's I good. have, I'm, yeah, I'm just ready. Yeah. I'm ready. That's and what I, I love say. about this, honestly, is that, that you guys just heard like two different perspectives on how 
We are tackling our 2019, mm-hmm. which for Nigel, he is being a little bit more practical. For me, I want to remember the good moments and everything I'm having. I know, I know that I create goals. I know that I am really goal-oriented naturally, mm-hmm. in a sense. So, like, I know that it's like, you know, I have goals in mind, but to write, like, I have a vision. I write yeah. my vision down. And I have a, and, and I do a vision board. Outside of that, I really don't do kind of like the specific goal thingies. And I don't know if I'm missing out or, or making it work. But, it, but what I love hey, is that people are hearing two different perspectives. I, I agree. I was about to say, and that works for you. I know that writing them down gives me focus. Yeah. One thing. Two, it gives me structure um, so that I'm focusing on how I need to structure my day, my time, my interactions to be intentional. That's been a word for me for the last like two years to be intentional. Never um, change. <laughs> it helps me to be oh, <laughs> intentional about what oh, I'm doing God. for sure. Um, <laughs> and I like to be, I like lists. I like to be able to go back and check things off to say, Hey, I got that done. Or, well, this is something I need to continue to work on or whatever that they'll like being able to check that off is an incentive for me that surprises me so that i know that's how i operate Uh, because my as a creative and the work that i do my life is so like i don't want to say lucid but it is very like it's not as structured so this list gives me structure it gives me a little bit of structure in my life that i don't get to have i agree um, day to day so i like that you know that's good 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 stuff well you guys today's topic is going to be uh what is it oh yeah how how to let things go (laughs) literally (laughs) (laughs) golly how do i forget how do i know actually is this how do i know when it's time to let things go yes so we're gonna take a little quick baby break and we'll we'll be right back with you go boy podcast Woo! this podcast is sponsored by Brittany kelly brands Brittany kelly brands feature sheet girl cosmetics her luxury lippies are for the everyday glamour girl. They're crisp, clean, and full of fun colors for everyone. Also for the luxury girl, check out Brittany Kelly handbag collection. It's the perfect accessory for your fall wardrobe. For more information, please go to www.brittanykelly.com. And when you order, use code YouGoBoy for 20% off your entire order plus free shipping. Be sure to follow her on IG at Brittany Kelly Brands. And we're back with the You Go Boy podcast. And today's topic is talking about how to know when to let things go. Yes. And we thought this was a good topic because we typically have like a little debriefing conversation about what's going on in our lives. And uh, so as we were talking, this theme came up um, as Mario and I were talking, and I thought it was very fitting. Well, we both thought, rather. It yeah. was very fitting as we're entering into 2019. 
Uh, people are making goals, resolutions, changing their mindsets, challenging their perspectives on what they want in life, on what out of life, how they want to grow and mature. Um, and it's like, well, and in, in order to do a lot of these things, we have to know when it's time to let things go. Yeah. And letting go um, can sometimes carry to me anyway, sometimes carry a negative connotation because mm. when you let something go, people think of loss mm. and loss is often looked at something negative, but truly it's about perspective. Mm. And loss sometimes is very positive. Mm. Um, you know, there are a lot of things that we could stand to lose in order to gain a lot of what we want. Um, oh, that is true. Spiritually, personally, career wise. That's true. Um, just all sorts of things where that can be where it can be applied. Mm. So we wanted to talk about that for a little bit and how it applies to our lives. And we're very interested to learning even beyond this podcast, how it rings true in your life, how it resonates with you. Like, you know what, since I let this go, this is what I've been able to gain, or I may not have gained it yet, but this is yeah. what I'm looking to get from letting go of X, Y, and Z. So yeah. yeah, that's our topic. Automatically, you know what I would love for us to do? Create yeah. an Instagram post once this start mm-hmm. and allow our group, our fan base, supporters. Our friends. Our friends. Yeah. To be able to share how are they letting things go? Yeah. Or how, like, what methods are they using to yeah, be able that's to a good let too. go? in 2019 because the truth is this is that we cannot bring the same baggage from 2018 into into 2019 and i think about the political climate and oftentimes the political climate is a reflection of today's culture and when i think about the political climate that we're in it's too it's too much of a need it's too much of a it's too important for you to not be involved. It's too important for you to um, to not be aware. And sometimes in order for you to be aware, you got to let those things, you got to let things go. Mm-hmm. And so the way that I think about the political climate, how it's connected to to today and, and the mirror of this culture is that we're at too much of a risk right now in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Like we need to be able to move to the next level, whatever that may look like for us to be able to really truly own our 2019. Like 2019 is an important year as we get into 2020, as we get into mm-hmm. all these other things. So we are experiencing a national cultural shift. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like individually in your personal lives? I really think about that. Hmm. That's an interesting perspective. And even yeah. when you said politics, my natural inclination is to shut down. <laughs> No, for real. Me too, though. Yeah, Me it's too. my natural inclination. It's like, yeah. what is that? What do I need to let go of in order to embrace um, politics, right? Like, what do yeah. I need to embrace uh, or let go of it, I should say? And um, and one of the things that I thought about, even with this past year with voting and stuff, is like letting go of being comfortable with being ignorant to mm. think that... I should allow my brothers and sisters to educate me about what's going on. And then I should just be able to go to the polls and make a decision so yeah. that I can wear my sticker to say, yes, I voted. And yeah. yes, I helped make a difference, but I really 
didn't yeah. take the extra initiative to really educate myself as a voter or yeah. as a citizen to make a difference um, yeah. because the news is so stressful to me. It can, it can cause anxiety. It can yeah. cause stress. It can cause frustration. And it's just like, well, you know, I had to figure out ways to limit all the information, all the stimuli that was that was coming at me in order to be an educated citizen to make a educated decision. But yeah. I will say when you, it's still something that I'm working on, but even when you say politics, I realize that's something that I have to let go of as being comfortable it's with the, being ignorant. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what, what's so interesting is, that, is there's two things I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about as it relates um, to politics. And the first one that really comes to my mind is, it's us as black gay men in our position that we're in right now, which is very, very interesting. A lot of us, um, it's hard for us to really, really get to uh, positions where we're able to make impact. Mm-hmm. And whether, you know, it's the, you know, the hair care industry, whether it's in education and all those type of things. And so right now, I think we're in an interesting space with black gay men in, in terms of what's how we're going to identify ourselves and how um you know how diverse we are as individuals and how we're able to bring that to the table i think in 2019 what i think should be very much so unique is what does it look like for us to really be ourselves and be in an authentic space i think like i think honestly i learned that from after i let go of of instagram for a bit and just really reflecting on me and how I show up in spaces, mm-hmm. and understand how I show up as male, African American, and gay at the same time, and what does that all look like for me? Mm-hmm. Like, how do how do how how am I able to contribute and add more to the conversation? That's mm-hmm. difficult. And mm-hmm. one way that I was able to honestly do that because it, definitely in my position, I'm able to influence people that make laws yeah right absolutely so i had to understand the power that i have right Mm -hmm. in order for me to do that i had to my hands were so tied Mm -hmm. my hand you know if i must be honest i think something is which is interesting about this topic is that in 2018 i was i was a consumer i was consuming every damn thing i was holding on to so much right and i'm thinking that if I hold on to this and hold on to my money and hold on to all the stuff like that, that that is what's going to bring me joy because it, because I am secure mm-hmm. and come to find out as I was ending as 2018 was coming to a close, it really didn't satisfy me to consume all of these things. It really mm-hmm. did. It, it, it was like, ugh, like I have, you know, I saved up this amount of money in the bank, but I'm not, I, I don't feel necessarily like this is, that was my purpose to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is that my hands were so tied to be able to serve that mm-hmm. if I'm trying to consume all of these things and have all these bags, then how in the hell am I able to truly serve financially, mm-hmm. spiritually, emotionally? I am a, I think the purpose of humans is to be able to serve is to be able to, to, 
to fill ourselves up so that we're able to pour back out. And what I was doing was continuing to pour, 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 pour. So how did I understand for me when it was time for me to let go is when my energy, when my um, consciousness grew to a higher level that the current self of me did not serve me or was not uh, acceptable in this moment. And that sounds very, you know, all, you know, maybe <laughs> in the cloud for real, but it, it's just like, I'm, the way that I knew that it was time for me to go and, 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 and to let go of things was when I recognized that I was bigger. Let me do it more plain that I was bigger than, and I, than I, how I was currently acting that I could give more. Mm-hmm. That I could serve more. The quality of life is not about consuming. The quality of life is about giving. Mm-hmm. And, and, and how do I know when it's time to let go is when I'm not giving enough. When I am not giving enough. And you got, you got to be yourself. You need mm-hmm. to know how to be yourself, but you got to get to a place where you are giving. You know, and it's interesting because I'm in a different place. Um, <laughs> I agree with uh, giving. I believe in servant leadership. Um, I like when Ayanla talked about uh, us being able to fill our cups. Like the fullness of my cup is for me. What spills over is for other people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I love when she says that because I'm in an industry which I thoroughly enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but being that I love to serve people, I love what I do. I love being invested to the level to where I'm like, you know, as a cosmetologist beyond hair, I'm like, what you wearing? Mm, let's see if this hair works with this outfit that works with these shoes that work, this makeup, like all of these things, like the whole brand of it all. And so what you being, you know, opposite of what you're saying, like give, give, give to people and people, people, people. I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, how am I giving to myself? Yeah. Because for so long, um, undergrad, giving to people, giving to community, giving to student organizations. You leave that I left there to full-time career as a licensed cosmetologist. Day in, day out, 12 to 16 hours a day, I'm giving to people, giving into their demands. I don't have a lot to give for myself. I'm giving to Mm -hmm. friends, family. And the like. So now I'm at a place of I I want to continue to give quality to people, but how do I give that to myself as well? How do I yeah. scale back giving to others mm-hmm. um, and give more to myself? Mm-hmm. Pay attention to what I mm-hmm. want, what I need, what I desire, mm-hmm. what my future looks like, and everything like that. Because the conversations that I hold on a daily basis is that for other people, what they want to yep. do with their future, where mm-hmm. are they currently. What is their relationship status? What can they let go of? Like all these things. But by the time I get back to want to talk about that for myself, hell, I'm tired. Yeah. So you know what's interesting? I'm like restructuring that for myself. Yeah. Sorry, but what it what really? Sorry, I have to burp again. <laughs> Three times, Lord Jesus. Uh, what's really interesting of what you're saying that I learned um, that Oprah kind of like mentioned was. Four times uh, is is how um, it's not how, but like more about selfish, selfish uh, uh, serving, where you're selfishly 
serving people because it then comes back to you mm-hmm. in some form of way. And how giving can be eye-centric. You know what I mean? Tell us where, more. Yeah, where giving is more so about you and mm-hmm. making you feel good versus yes. really just giving to be able to truly serve the other person. And sometimes in That's order... That's a fine line to me. Yeah. I think it's a fine line for everybody, if we must be honest. Yeah, and I think it's definitely giving, a fine line. Yep. And that giving feels good, right? Giving, giving oh, I did giving, that. Giving feels good. But for me, aside from giving, because I, I enjoy giving, but aside from just giving because it feels good, I also give from a place of I don't want to disappoint. I want you to That's see, still selfish. Right. It's selfish because I'm thinking about your perception of me. Sure, it's selfish Ooh, on that end, right? Come on, we being honest. Yeah, it's selfish because I don't want your perception of me as a as a service provider to be that I'm not going to be dependable, adaptable, being able to be there whenever you need me to be. Like yeah. I want my re- my reputation to precede me. Right. Ooh. So when people know that about you, they want to patronize your business. They want to tip you. They want to be there and all that type of stuff. And you know that your book is going to be filled, you know, the, yeah. all that. But at the same time, as an entrepreneur on this side of it, I, it's that balance between it because you want to be in demand. You understand residual income. You understand that if you don't serve and, you know, and give an excellent product, then that could mess with your money potentially at the end of the day. So, yeah, on a one end, it is selfish. But on another end, you are also yeah. just thinking about the client as well. I want to go back and say, is it serving or is it performing? Well, you're performing a service, but I don't think, I I don't think it's performing when you do it from, like, I'll speak for me. It's Mm -hmm. not performing for me because I genuinely am, I'm relational. I'm a relational Mm -hmm. uh, service provider. Mm -hmm. I go beyond the moment. I know my people. Mm -hmm. I don't. I change from saying they are client to guest, but it's just funny language for me because words do mean things. And my, my people, I have built relationships with. Yeah. Like I know them, I know their families, I know their spouses or significant others. They relocate. We're still in communication. Like I'm invested in our relationship. So yeah. for me, it's not performing. It's like legit, like we family. Like, yeah, yeah. I know your business kind of yeah. thing and vice yeah. versa. Like we share, it's very reciprocal. So yeah, yeah but that's a good question. Is it performing or is it, you and know? And it could be for some, for our viewers too. Cause sometimes like we're performing in order for people to see us in a certain light. Serving has yeah. nothing to do. And it's with, not about being seen. Yeah. It's not. I think, I think that's difficult for millennials. You know what I mean? For people, but for sure millennials. And it's funny you mentioned that because one of my um one of my clients today, we talked about that to a degree. She's a professor and she asked about my perspective being that millennial, quote unquote. But I told her I think it in part it has to do with social media. And I know a lot of times it can be cliche like, oh, social media is this, that. Yeah. But when you get on social media, you people obviously construct the the picture that we that they want to put out there right the narrative that they want to put out there and within constructing that you're able to put out there what you want to put and when it comes to performing like you're only going to put your good work you're only going to put that picture or that video or whatever that's going to get x amount of likes right 
So sometimes, and I don't think there's a problem with that. All of a sudden, people, I don't think. That, no, because I think that you should highlight your best product, right? If and and if like we that. recognize that social media, and all that it is is a highlight reel, real, and not really a but and true then depiction of people's lies, lives, then and therein yeah. lies the issue. Yeah. Um, from either caption to video yeah. to picture is that there are times when people have a hard time differentiating that this is a real, like a, a snapshot of life yeah. versus this is a person's real life. And truth be told, it really ain't real life. So I do think that there is a group, excuse me, of people that are not able to differentiate between reality fantasy this being a snapshot and this is being somebody's full-time life i do think that there's a disconnect there Mm. unfortunately by way of social media and uh yeah i think that's something in 2019 and hopefully and beyond as technology becomes even more sophisticated that we're able to let go of that um this the social media rushing us or making us feel inadequate or that we haven't arrived or that we're not making progress or that you should be comparing yourself to somebody else in their success i hope that we all to some way shape or form because even i am guilty of um internalizing some things from social media i'll be a lie and say that i wasn't like that would be a dog no that's true and funny thing, yeah, no, that's true. And because I was thinking about, like, even for me, like, the way that I saw myself is comparing myself to other people, right? And mm-hmm. when I got off of social media, it was like I saw myself for myself, mm-hmm. rather not liking myself because, oh, I may be better than this person. I like myself because I just genuinely like myself and didn't have to compare. And I think, like, with social media, it has, it has, it has its positive positives and negatives positive thing is that i mean over 80 percent of my uh, networking connections and business you know moves that i've made have been through social media mm-hmm. negative thing is is that we compare ourselves to other individuals and not re- you know we compare our internal self to somebody's external um highlight reel so like can we, can we, can we- <laughs> Can we run that one back? We, uh, okay. we what? We compare our internal selves to yeah. somebody's external highlight reel. That is really and I got that from my good. pastor. He he says that all Come the time. Pastor but it, Yeah, Pastor Ferdy talk about that because we we got, oh, I'm not good enough. I've been thinking about I'm not good enough. And then when I go on social media, I see that. So it's it, like, yeah. Yeah. And, and in order for us to be able to, to really, and I think we're, we're really expanding this conversation, conversation, which is interesting. Um, but I think sometimes in order for, well, not even sometimes, all the time, in order for you to let go or know when to let go, you must know yourself first. You got to know And let's transition are. into that. That's a, yeah. a big part of one of the components of knowing when to let go is when you have desired to want something different for yourself. Yeah. Is when those moments start to happen. I, I know like even for me, when I wanted to go to grad school, something different started taking place in the salon where I worked previously that really opened my mind and my eyes to say, hey, I want something different. The salon owner kept talking about planning for life after the salon. So that was a trigger for me eventually to say, hey, 
this establishment won't be yeah. always. So if this establishment isn't going to be here and she's thinking about herself and about her goals and aspirations beyond this moment, I need to be thinking about that as well. So I got to mm-hmm. let go of this false sense of security because this is my first real job out yeah. of college. I have to let go of that and really explore who am I? What do I like? What don't I like? What do I want to learn more about? Like that whole sort of thing. So when I had that conversation with my undergraduate professor, I had this little question that I want to ask her. And she said, Nigel, you know, that's a research question. I was like, no, I didn't know that. She's like, yeah, you should consider, have you considered graduate school? I'm like, I have not considered graduate school. So it was in that moment of between me knowing that I wanted something different as well as assessing myself and thinking about what I was interested in. And that question came up that I then connected to a resource Mm. and that resource opened my mind to a whole new world, which was a whole new level, which then now can, as I complete this approach, approach completing this degree, (laughs) I have a new um, outlook on things of how I can add to what I'm currently doing. Yeah. But yeah. I had to let go of the fear of possibly going back to school, um, the financial aspect of it, no knowing what to do, like even going back to school, because, you know, people used to tell us all the time, if you don't go all the way through, you ain't never going to go back. And it's like, nah, I realize now I can own the fact that when I'm inspired by something, you do I'm going to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So to say that, you know, yeah. as, a, as an example, no, it really is important to know you yourself or starting that process. It's definitely important in the process for you to know yourself. And I think like understanding what current level of yourself you're, you're in mm-hmm. um, and, and understanding that your spirit moves with wherever you're going. Um, and I, I love the, and the thing about, uh, I forgot who was on this podcast, but they had, um, it's on a podcast with Oprah and, and the guy has, has, has basically, Oprah had asked him like, uh, where do you, where do you feel like your spirit go when you die? He said to the next thing, he was like, think about our spirits when you were a baby, that same spirit when you were a baby is in this and is the same spirit as you as a teenager, but you don't, you don't have that baby body. Do you, <laughs> you have a teenage <laughs> body. So like, that's the biggest difference. And like, Understanding that that spirit will always be with you and it will give you discernment on when it's time to let go. And it will give you really true, honest thoughts on how do you yourself become a better person? You know, when it becomes uneasy, like Nigel, you mentioned it earlier about like, you know, when it just does not serve you anymore. And I could tell in my emotions, like when, when I had that conversation, it then changed the trajectory of how I saw things. It changed my perspective. It got into my emotions. Like when I went yeah. back to the salon after that, my perspective had changed to so much so that when I saw the day-to-day workings of what was going on, yeah, it didn't feel comfortable to me anymore. Mm. It just felt, I was like, something has to give. Something has to yeah. shake. Something has to shift. And that's when I knew. I was like, okay, so this yeah. is something you need to, consider as far as the graduate program or past relationship when I realized it didn't serve me anymore with the constant bickering and going back and forth and and I saw that 
communication could look different. I saw that relationships could look different. And I looked at mine, I was like, this really, I feel like this has run its course. Yeah. Um, and I ended it, and though I was still emotionally tied to it, at the t- even after ending it, it got to the point of going back to self. And like you mentioned, that discernment and just being connected to self, I was just like, you know what? Mm-hmm. This is what I desire. This is no mm-hmm. longer serving me because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I have to make the decision to say, hey, no more. And I'm ready for something else. So I have to let this go in order to embrace excuse me something else why are we so gassing on tonight bless excuse us jesus we glad that you love it okay i 100 percent agree nigel and i i, I want to go back to relationships and understand like when you're in the middle and when you don't want to let go mm-hmm. and your spirit will move you in a way to be able to do it so I remember the time when I was baby gay, meaning that I was, I just came out the closet. I was baby gay. You just invited them into your personal space. It's not coming out the closet. Oh, yeah. Invited me into my personal Yeah, invited them into my personal space. That is true. Hello. We talk about a lot of gay shit today. But I mean, it is yeah. true. Because I really do think, like, we don't, there's not a lot of spaces where black gay men feel comfortable to talk about this stuff. It's like, not. We just, yeah, and I hopefully our podcast serves as this. And I know that a lot of, because we don't have space to be able to navigate our emotions, a lot of us go into relationships or meet a person in a relationship that is emotionally broken, that is emotionally mm-hmm. unstable. And I remember in my baby gay days, like I was talking to this guy and like, I'm thinking, oh, this is the thing. It served, I, I thought. Okay, that it served me because I didn't think anything higher of myself. So I, so it's like you hold on to stuff when you don't think higher of yourself. Neither, you yeah, when you don't think you deserve anything better. Well, you know what? I flip. I challenge that even to say there are times when we know we deserve more. You know, you deserve more either in your workspace and your relationship. Um. There in the other in other spaces, you know you deserve more, but when you think about the work to do more, whether it's that to be more vulnerable, mm-hmm. to quote unquote out yourself, to take a risk, to lose invite something, people into your life, invite so. people into your personal space. When you think about that, <laughs> when you assess yeah. the risk of it all, and from your perspective, yeah. your the risk factor is so high that you're like, you know what? I would rather stay in this space to be comfortable rather than to challenge the bounds to say, I'd rather be yes. learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable yep. so that I can get to my higher version of self versus being comfortable, being comfortable yep. and staying right where I'm at. It, and so yep. that the vision mm-hmm. of who I think that I could be or the things that I could have, it stays a fantasy. Yep. Instead of going after it and making it a reality, I'm sorry. I just got yep. really passionate about no, that. That's real. Yeah. That was that's real in my life. I didn't yeah. think that some of the things that I'm experiencing, both personally and professionally, could happen. I'm like, oh, this could. J- it's just a fantasy. It feels good to dream. Oh, fantasize that that 
dopamine that you get from that, that high you get from that, yep. that's good enough. Mm. The challenge becomes actually walking that thing out yep. and knowing yep. that you're going to get some pushback. You're going to get some people that don't agree. But I value my purpose. I value the desires of my heart far more than I, I value how you feel about what I got going on for me. That's scary. It's scary as fuck. And yeah. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> it's scary as fuck. I don't care. It is. Yep. It yeah. is. Yeah, it's scary. You care. You care about your loved ones. You care about what they think about you. Yeah. You care about how people are going to perceive you. You care about who's going to pull their endorsement or pull their support from you. You care about all that. You care about how you feel like God is going to look at you because of what society has told you or structures have told you this is how it's going to be. You're scared of all that. So versus pushing those limits and doing your stuff in private or in silent or behind yeah. closed doors, you think that, you know, none of that matters. But at the end of the day, it does yep. matter. Yep. Come on, friend. Because those voices are still with you when you lay down at night. Those yep. voices are still with you when you're by yourself. Those voices mm. are still with you for all the reasons. In the beginning of my first relationship, I broke up with that nigga every other week. Because eh. the voices in my head were so conflicting. Yep. Because you didn't know yourself, right? I didn't know myself. And, and, and you just trying to live a life that people wanted me to live. Yep. That's when you were baby gay. <laughs> I was a baby all the way around. Shit. <laughs> gay. Man, Nigel, that is so real. Like, you know, how do you know when it's time to let go? In a sense, it's like it ain't serving you and you ain't serving it. Like, Nigel, that is real. And letting, and just like you said, like you said, it ain't serving you. You're not serving it. And when you just, what you desire for your life, you really want to take that from being a fantasy yeah. to it being a reality. So many it's so easy. I mean, I agree with you. I think like I wasn't ready. Like now I'm like, you know, try to start dating and everything like that. It's and easier like, said than done for sure. Oh my God. Yes. Because but you got to have a support system behind yes, you. Do. You got to have support. Yes, you do. Like yes, the only do. reason why I was able to talk to my I say, yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> the only reason why I was able to talk to my family about my sexuality, it wasn't because just because I saw representation via social media and in communities that I was around, but it was because I had friends that were going through the very same thing that I was going through. All group was coming out at the same time. Pushing, yep. pushing those bounds, yep. having those tough conversations, really desiring to be their most authentic selves. I was like, well, shoot, if they're doing it and gratefully having positive feed, you know, feedback and being mm -hmm. receptive, and, and it all looked different. Don't get me wrong. It's not like everybody was throwing this party like, whoa, we were waiting for you yeah. kind of thing. But it was that coming <laughs> into defining what manhood looked like for us. Yes. And redefining and that, it. And redefining it. And that was, the, that was the moment where that really inspired me to be like, you know what? Yeah. In order to turn my... <laughs> fantasy into reality this is what i have to do for me at my own time of course mm -hmm. but this is something that i have to do for me mm -hmm. at the end of the day mm -hmm. and that's what allowed me to take that step to having that conversation but no matter what it is it could be job relationship um new habits breaking old habits letting go of perspectives ideas 
perspectives. It is great to have a support system. And your yeah. support system could be one person or it could be more than one, but it's good to have support. And it kind of goes into when they talk about like, look at the five closest people to you and you can see your future. Mm-hmm. Four or five people closest to you. And as well as like, you should always be around people that are challenging you to be better, to be greater, to aspire for higher. Mm -hmm. That's what that was an example of for me. It's Mm -hmm. easy to be around people and this is no shade. Let's be clear. I just knew what I wanted in my life. It would, it would be easy to be around others who were just comfortable being in those spaces that they were in, whether it was career, educationally, Mm -hmm. um, um, dating and saying you want marriage and you want children, but you don't really do the work to get to that point, whatever that looks like. I just knew that that wasn't serving me anymore. Hmm. And in order for me to get hmm. to a place to where I could legit talk about wanting to family plan, legit talk about wanting to get a degree, legit talk about wanting to serve the world through my purpose beyond just being a stylist behind the chair. Yeah. I knew I had to surround myself with people who had that energy that was contagious and infectious enough and courageous enough to be like, hey, you're going to have to have some tough conversations. You're going to have to learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But we got you. Mm. That was the thing for me. I think, I think that's that, Nigel. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is that. Like, <laughs> I think there's nothing else that we said. <laughs> Namaste. Uh, <laughs> like, hasta la vista. Adios. Be determined in yourself. Uh, yeah, so, my, that's yeah. one of my favorite Kwanzaa. Come on. <laughs> Listen, Kuji Jagalia, self determination. Be yeah. determined in yeah. yourself. Yeah. Okay. That's not to say pull yourself by your bootstraps. I'm saying you got to be determined within yourself to want something different, to want some change, to go after what it is that you want. And that energy that you put out is going to be into the universe and it's going to attract the people. It's going to attract the resources. It's going to give you distinguishing favor with the people you need to find favor with. I truly believe that. One thing I want to add, because I think this is so important. I think oftentimes I am the person that feeds into other people's lives. And I think what ends up happening is that people who feeds into other people's lives always, you you know, you're that person that people call mm-hmm. that always, they're, they're asking you for advice, right? Yes. And I think oftentimes when uh, we, we sometimes think that, you know, well, who's out to help? me and help me you know what i mean and i think sometimes really they go being gassy again jesus christ sometimes <laughs> sometimes it is interesting because what i love is that it, let me just go back real quick it, what's interesting is that we typically people who are asking for advice mm-hmm. i mean who are giving advice usually don't know how to receive sometimes like when people are feeding it to them, they hear it, but they're not processing it. Mm-hmm. And I could say, honestly, in this moment, in this time right now, Nigel, you were, I just had to just stop and just listen. Because <laughs> you were just like feeding me. You were feeding me. You really, really were. And oftentimes I'm serving as that for other people. Mm-hmm. And so I do 
want you to hear that and for our listeners to hear that as well, that sometimes like people like us, we need to one, be open to receiving what people are saying uh, uh, to us and how we can utilize those words to make our own lives better. So I would like to say thank you because honestly, I was just like, I just want, like, I know this is a podcast. I know I'm supposed to, <laughs> we're supposed to go back and forth. It's supposed to be a conversation, but like this to me helped me. How, how I, do I know when it's time to let go, you know? And there's many, you know, pieces in our life, not just in relationships, in the workplace, yeah. even within yourself. How do you know when it's time to let go of the weight? You know, get rid of the weight, Kate. This is us. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you know when it's time? Yeah. Those Snickers not helping you, baby boo. We listen. It's, it's definitely a challenge. Um, we're all going to be challenged with this concept of letting go of something always. Like, from the smallest of things, like me being timely, letting go of <laughs> letting go of reasons why it's challenging for me to be on time. Okay, from that, said, uh, we, to, to what are the, you going to do with that, now, Nigel? Can we talk about that? You know, I'm taking it a day at a time. <laughs> taking it. I was trying for all of my. Prayer, all I'm of taking the, it a day at a time. Nigel, who wait a half an hour for him to show up. I wanted him to. I wanted us moment to by moment. on record of him saying what he was going to do, so we could hold him accountable. Yes, L- listen, do it because you know there are times you're going to win, there are times you may not. However, it's the right. effort. Continue to, <laughs> but no, but for real, like whatever it is, whatever it is that you need to let go of as you're maybe you know setting your intentions. Yeah, and setting intentions just is a blank way for me to say whatever your goals aspirations desires are for 2019 and beyond to really think about the things that you need to let go of you may need to be aggressive about some things you may not need to be as aggressive because i'm an i'm a person who is real extreme <laughs> like it's like zero or 100 <laughs> but figure out what that looks like for you and and just go after whatever desires that you have go after them know that you're deserving of whatever it is that you want um and just work on letting go letting go is a process some things we can let go overnight some things we let go over time that's totally fine i just want to be clear about that yeah just figure out what that what does that look like for you own that and work that and don't be resistant to what your inner man or woman is telling you about a certain situation as it relates to letting it go. Let go. Let go. Let go. Okay. I feel like this is the perfect time for that. With everyone. No, but. uh, Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The doors of the church is open. (laughs) Um, We thank y'all so much for inviting us into your hearts your homes your minds uh wherever you may be listening whatever time you may be listening we do thank you so much because you could be doing anything else outside of listening to these two crazy drinkers (laughs) this on this day but no seriously we hope that something that we said has been inspiring to you and i would personally like to thank those no names because i don't want to call nobody's names but i truthfully and sincerely want to thank each and every person in my village that has been um, 
a part of it that has allowed me to grow and mature and develop and to even get to this place to even be on a podcast to tell my truths. Mm-hmm. Um, because I never thought that I would be doing this <laughs> for okay. sure. This Hello? is not just pastoral moments. You literally have ah! me at the end of every podcast <laughs> where it seemed like you're giving like the remarks. <laughs> of, like, you know, everybody like got their perk, they you know, everybody got their purse, their kids got their coats on, their scarves on, and then you come up, you got your water, you got your towel over your neck after you yes. <laughs> Okay, and you're giving these last minute pastoral remarks before we sing. I haven't the song. heard that word pastor. Okay. What's the song that you we, we used to sing? What's the song that everybody uh let is peace be with you? Oh yes, my me. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, we're gonna reach that piece for sure. Sure. Okay. I'll let things go. Okay. <laughs> and we'll study war no more. We're gonna be studying on the good things. Woo! Yes. Okay. What's the other part? He will. What, what's? The... May he give you strength to endure. Yeah, I don't be knowing the word. <laughs> I'll be doing watermelon half the time. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and watermelon is without sound for those who I know because Mario and choir. I used to tell him, Do watermelon if you don't know the words, and he still makes sound. No, I said, watermelon. watermelon, do it to the tempo of the, of the music. Watermelon, 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 watermelon. Thank you so much. Please follow us. Nigel Maz, uh, his is Prodigy212223. No, uh, it's not. It's I'm on Instagram at Prodigy P R O D I G Y underscore 21, and also at Nigel's Gifted Hands if you're interested in hair right. And you are on Instagram. Mine is simple Mario Jovan, M A R I O J O V A N. Yes, and also follow us on You Go Boy Podcast on Instagram as well. And if you have any questions, suggestions for topics, or you are a subject matter expertise, Please follow us on Instagram and email us. DM us, email us, yes. DM us, email us um, about you know what you do. We will. We love to have guests. We yes. love to converse with you all. We love to have topics that are serving to you all. Of course, yes. Um, yeah. So we want you to be as much a part of this experience as we are for sure. So there yeah. it is. There it is. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you.